concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. I'm announcing the House of Representatives moving forward with an official impeachment inquiry. And there you have it. Um, we will, of course, are closely following the sham impeachment hearings here on Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined in studio by my co-host, Don Dix. And um, I don't know about you. I mean, were, were you all out there, or Don, were you glued to the TV all day yesterday, um, on Wednesday? It's pretty much in our business required viewing that, Somebody actually bite the bullet and watch this. And I think having to do that, I was well rewarded. There were some very, very, very good portions of this. Of course, um, you got to be a little bit of a of a sort of political wonk to enjoy the full Monte and not just wait for the money shot clips to come out. Um, but it was interesting to watch the development of the entire proceedings, the opening statements, the positioning of the interruptions by Republicans asking for, uh, you know, consent to add different items to the record. Um, the, the, one of the fascinating uh, portions for me was a representative that I have never heard of uh, made, I think, w- one of the better uh, appeals and, and questioning during the entire uh, event. You know who I'm referring to? Uh, there, there were a number of them. Which one are you referring to? I was referring to a young congresswoman from New York, Elise Scrafini, I think is the way her, or Strafini, I think is the way her last name is pronounced. I'll look it up in a second. She was elected. She was the youngest female ever elected to Congress in 2014. I'm not sure if that record was broken at that point in, uh, when uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was elected, but she was a surprise. So there were a, a lot of nuggets. We'll cover some of those, but but it was it was I think um, for me it was it was interesting because it is a pivotal moment in political history. So I wanted to watch it unfold. Um, you know, I think that what the Democrats are attempting to do is going to go down as uh, something equivalent of the sinking of the Titanic politically for the Democrats. Ultimately, we'll see. See, I. Uh- I don't think it's going to have a, it's going to have any big or lasting effect. I don't think it's going to change any minds. The evidence just isn't there to change any minds about Donald Trump. You either like him and support him, and there's nothing here that would shake that. Or if you already hate Donald Trump and oppose what he want, what he's trying to do, then same thing. Is you'll is you'll is you'll view this the way you in through the prism of what you already think about the guy. So where you have, especially we have somebody who is so well known to the people as Donald Trump is, you already have your views of the guy and it's going to be, it's hard to shake those views because they're based on so much other things. So you just, people just view everything that comes forward through that prism of what they already think. It's not just Donald Trump is that people do, they, they filter information based on what they already think and want and want to think. Oh, you're no doubt you're right. On the bigger scale of things, the way that CNN and MSNBC were putting headlines out on their chirons, which is where most people who are watching those programs as they're working out or running through an airport or in a grocery store are going to get their sound bites. And in that uh, th- th- those organizations were labeling Donald Trump as guilty of uh, election interference, um, essentially. And, right. and it was labeled on the Chiron as such. But um, 
that's for the masses. For our listeners on the UI radio show, they expect a little bit more uh, granular uh, conversation about this to let people know exactly what unfolded during these hearings. Well, you know, just as an aside, I, I read today that uh, the airline revenues are soaring ever since they adopted a policy of allowing passengers pay not to watch CNN in the airport. <laughs> well, you know what? What people watch is actually was a headline because apparently there were some movies that Delta Airline was airing where they had scrubbed the more lascivious portions of those movies out some some of the movies that had sexual content they scrubbed it out well a lot of the lgbtq community because one of these movies was about a gay you know was about almost you know had homosexual characters in it and so they essentially uh pitched a fit and and said delta you need to put those sex scenes back in and they did they capitulated but yet i digress yes. so but you know back to impeachment right what you have here, I mean, there's, there's almost a comical phase of this, and that is the Ku Klux Klan of the Democrat Party led by Adam Schiff conducting That's very clever. That's very clever. Do that again. Ku Klux Klan. Clut, they're klutzy? Yes. That's klutz is on purpose. It is. Okay. It's, it is, it's not original. Ku the Klutz Klutz Klan. Klan. I like it. Yeah. And, but but, it's, but it's, uh, it's not original to me, but it is a fair, it's a fair description. And the same thing with the mainstream media, but then I repeat myself. But what's more is, is the sinister and dangerous, quote, six ways from Sunday, highly politicized Democrat Party aligned deep state that's really, in my judgment, behind this. Mm-hmm. So what you have is the Attorney General Barr and the prosecutor in Connecticut, whose name escapes me for the moment. Durham. Durham. Are investigating this. The IG is 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 has a report pending about FISA abuses, where how under the Obama administration, how they use that law was supposed to be for Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, what it stands for, to spy on Donald Trump, his campaign, and I believe a lot of other Americans too were spied on by. They didn't. Sure. It wasn't just Donald Trump and his campaign in two, beginning in 2016. And possible, and I sure came out my fingers crossed, prosecutions of these corrupt, politicized Obama deep state officials, Comey, Clapper, Brennan, et al. So what, they needed something to divert attention, to put up a smokescreen. So when, if those prosecutions come, they say, well, look, they're just prosecuting us to, to, because we're, going, we're, trying to, we're trying to impeach Donald Trump. And or just to divert attention, because if the if the if the report comes out and the on the from the IG on the FISA abuse, yeah, that's supposed to come out any day now. That comes out when these hearings are going on. It's going to be obscured. It's, it's easier for the mainstream media to not talk about it or talk about it very very little when these impeachment hearings are going on. Right. So that's so that's what I think the real purpose of this. I don't think they really believe. Now maybe they'll do an impeachment in the House just to tar. Donald Trump's name. He's he's another impeached president, the third one in our history to be impeached. But the idea that they're going to remove him over any of this stuff is ridiculous. I don't think any of them think that's really going to happen. That DOJ IG Pfizer report was supposed to have been made public in June. That's when it was originally calendared. In September, Horowitz announced the investigative portion was finished. And then sent to the DOJ for redactions. 
it's been reported that Horowitz is working to get it out by Thanksgiving. Now, other reporting is saying that Horowitz is asking those interviewed or investigated to now review that report and that it is being scrubbed for classified information and for redactions that other individuals need. But um, the concern is, and Grassley expressed this, if not by Thanksgiving, then possibly someone at the FBI or the DOJ is tying up the IG's hands and getting it out. And I think he's probably right. Oh, and he, he is undoubtedly right. They don't they don't want this to come out. And he thinks that it does. They want it watered down, softened, you know, so it doesn't implicate them for, for what they did. They they served as the political espionage arm of Ob- the Obama administration and the yep. Democrat Party. And this is really, really serious stuff that that that. When these very powerful law and quote law enforcement unquote agencies and the intelligence agencies with this massive spying apparatus, they can get your records without without a subpoena. They can they monitor they scoop up all of our electronic communications. They can access that database. I just read recently the FBI had accessed this database of all these electronic communications the NSA gathers up millions of times without a warrant. So when these agencies become arms of one political party, our Constitution, our Republic, and our freedom are at risk. So that this is really, really serious stuff. And if we're going to preserve our Republic and our freedom and our Constitution, the people responsible for that behavior need to go to jail as a lesson to the rest of them. I don't disagree. I don't know how many people are going to go to jail, but I certainly hope so, because a part of the IG report is supposed to be criminal referrals. We'll see how far that goes. But your money is on the fact that you believe that the impeachment process will not escape the gravity of the House, that there will be no impeachment vote that moves this over to the Senate. I think there will be an impeachment vote. I think it will go. They're going to want to move it to the Senate. The curious thing about that, though, is that if they do move it to the Senate, depending on how long that goes, you've got six individuals that are presidential candidates that are going to be tied to the Senate every single day. It's required that every single senator attend these hearings. And whether they last more than a day, uh, if you listen to Lindsey Graham, he said he's going to shut it down right away. If you listen to it for more than a day, uh, if it lasts for more than a day. Uh, then those individuals, their efforts, including some leading candidates, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden essentially is going to have the run of the uh, field as long as that uh, impeachment process is alive and well in the Senate. Um, So we have a standing bet. We do. And we'll see who's right. I forget what we bet, but we can up the ante here and say dinner if you want at, uh, at, uh, oh, I don't know, Del Taco. Oh, oh, we're going to the real expensive places. I hate you don't get to eat in those expensive places. We're going to share some clips from the impeachment hearing. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. Come back. We have some uh, money shots from the clip from the hearing. Some more observations. We'll get to that. But I want to, I want to respond on why I, I still believe, even after this, after this, after the hearing, that the House is not going to vote. I mean, they'll keep, they can continue hearings, they can continue investigation, and for the reasons we've talked about previously. But when it actually comes to it, then they want to put 30, they got 31 members of the Democrat caucus are in districts that Donald Trump carried. Exactly. And when they haven't made the case to the American people, and especially to Donald Trump's supporters, who are now more motivated 
because of this. I don't, I don't, I don't see the gain for them in actually having a vote. I think this will continue. There was a, there was a meme put out with a picture of Adam Schiff this week and it says, only five more years of impeachment hearings to go. <laughs> and so that'll continue. That's, so, so that's I don't see view. how I don't see how they continue impeachment hearings beyond the focus on this particular issue, the Ukraine issue. Um, I can see where maybe other issues could come up during the second term. There's never been an impeachment process, by the way, during the first term of a presidency, which is kind of an interesting statistic. This is making history from that perspective. But let's take a break. We'll come back with some highlights from the impeachment hearings. And then we have to turn our attention to some stuff that's really critical. that's happening here in California. After this word from Ed Hoffman, the man to go to for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590. The answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. Always trying to cull from the headlines those things that we think will... Uh, motivate folks to either get off the couch or if you already are, find those that aren't and invite them to join in uh, the quest to save the republic or restore the republic, depending on your perspective. I happen to believe that the republic is gone, as I say in my public talks. Um, if you look at the media, academia, the culture, Hollywood entertainment, the bureaucracies, um, I, th- I think that a lot of the institutions in this country have been consumed by left progressive thinking. But one, what we're talking right now about what unfolded this week, the public, the first day of the public impeachment hearings that happened on Wednesday, uh, we record on Thursday, so we don't have the re- the uh, events from Friday, uh, which was another day of hearings, but I can't imagine they went too differently. Uh, or that they're going to go too differently. But let's uh, take a listen to, I think, a very important part of an opening statement by Devin Nunes. Uh, and, and and I think that was one of the highlights. Devin Nunes essentially crafted his entire opening segment in order to diminish everything that the, that the Democrats uh, are attempting. Uh, here's a uh, interesting portion of that. We should forget about them reading fabrications of Trump-Russia collusion from the Steele dossier into the congressional record. We should also forget about them trying to obtain nude pictures of Trump from Russian pranksters 
who pretended to be Ukrainian officials. We should forget about them leaking a false story to CNN while he was still testifying to our committee claiming that Donald Trump Jr. was colluding with WikiLeaks. And forget about countless other deceptions, large and small, that make them the last people on earth with the credibility to hurl more preposterous accusations at their political opponents. And yet now, here we are. We're supposed to take these people at face value when they trot out a new batch of allegations. But anyone familiar with the Democrats' scorched earth war against President Trump would not be surprised to see all the typical signs that this is a carefully orchestrated media smear campaign. And a critical part of the Trump of the uh, Democrats 2020 campaign strategy. Right. And I, I think that's an excellent point is that you don't just see don't just see this in isolation. It's part of this whole history. For three years, it was Russia collusion, Russia collusion, Russia collusion, Russia collusion. And that was a total fabricated lie. The only collusion with Russia was by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the American deep state to spread Russian disinformation about Donald Trump through that uh, so-called dossier. So, And it's also similar to what happened with Brett Kavanaugh, where they just brought one witness comes forward with allegations that gets shot down. Another one comes forward. Another one comes forward. Another one comes forward. And we see the same thing happening here. Same pattern, same playbook. It's just weaker. I, I think that uh, Nunez said in another point that you're, to the witnesses, you're in the uh, low-budget Ukrainian sequel to Trump-Russia collusion. He did. That was a very, very funny part of this. And to your point, Mark Zaid, who's one of the attorneys representing the uh, intelligence community whistleblower uh, at the center of all of this that started this, he said he tweeted out in January of 2017, the coup has started and that impeachment will follow ultimately. So to your point, this always has been a critical part of the left's resistance to Donald Trump. It was always going to lead to an impeachment process. It was just a question of how and when. And I guess, you know, the news of this uh, attempt of, of their their interpretation of a quid pro quo um it gave them the fodder to actually move forward with it as a as an actual action step, which so much is interesting about this. Uh, we heard just now Nunez's opening statement. Part of the uh, part of William Taylor's opening statement exposed the existence of what the deep state refers to as a regular line of communication, a regular line of diplomatic communication. And what he said was an irregular line of communication, an irregular line, meaning the line of communication that Trump orchestrated uh, from the White House using uh, Rudy Giuliani and others in order to back channel whatever it was that Rudy was trying to gather. Now, I have a theory on this and I want to run it past you right now. My theory is that if you if you recall back to uh, a Politico article that hap that was written in 2017 that essentially said that the Ukrainians were trying to make up for the fact that they actually tried to damage Donald Trump 
in the primaries and in the general election. This Politico article essentially said the Ukrainians were behind some of what happened, if not all of it. We, you know, they like to say the Russians interfered. I kind of think it was, you know, to a large degree, people, maybe even Russians in the Ukraine that were. But forget that. In order for this aid to move through, Donald Trump and the administration and some of these people that, you know, manage diplomacy between the Ukraine knew that Ukraine was what the third most corrupt country in the world, that they had just elected a president that said that he was going to fix that, that he was going to investigate that. But how do you know this guy was just elected, I think, in April, right? How do you know that he's actually going to do it or he's not part of the corrupt infrastructure? Well, you have to have some way of assessing whether or not that individual is a genuine reformer or not. My belief is that Trump's back channel through Rudy Giuliani was try, was an attempt to try to assess the legitimacy of the reform government that this guy said he was installing. And that he wasn't going to just carte blanche, hand over the aid, hand over these javelin missiles, hand over this stuff without knowing the guy was a genuine reformer. Well, first of all, it should be noted that under the Obama administration, they refused to provide yes. Ukraine with any weapons to defend itself against Russia, whereas Donald Trump has done so. But more broadly, I wanted to take this whole thing on, is that even if, let's say, best case for the Democrats, Donald Trump withheld the aid as, as pressure to investigate corruption involving U.S. officials. Right. Entirely legitimate exercise of the president's authority, because investigating corruption by U.S. officials is entire is in the public interest. That is a legitimate public purpose. A hundred percent agree so with you. Even if the best case for them, that was ent- that was entirely appropriate conduct. And the mere fact that one of these guys may be running for office, maybe running for president, does not give him immunity. From the investigation. And in fact, one of the witnesses on Wednesday, uh, Kent, acknowledged, yes, this corrupt Ukrainian gas company, Burisma, that hired Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, months, just a couple months after Biden, Hunter Biden was drummed out of the Navy for using cocaine with no experience in, the, in business, no experience in the energy business, and paid him $83,000 a month. Is that something? That, is, that, is, that, is that corruption? That is appropriate to investigate. The answer is absolutely. So best case for them, and lo- Donald Trump's conduct was entirely legal and appropriate. The mere fact that by he may get some benefit by doing good work, by pressuring a foreign country, is of no moment. For example, Donald Trump pressured Mexico to help with stemming the flow over the southern border. That may help Donald Trump get reelected. Right. But it's entirely appropriate use of his authority. We need to add on here. We gotta, we're going to have to break, so some of this audio is going to have to wait until the next half hour uh, of the United I Radio show. But little known is the fact that George Kent also revealed and alluded to the fact that he was calling for an investigation in 2014 of Burisma. Now, he was the charge day affair, the position that Bill Taylor has back in 2014. Guess when that attempt to investigate Burisma was shut down? It was shut down when Hunter Biden took that position. And John Solomon's reporting now is revealing 
connections between Hunter Biden and the State Department reaching out to the State Department in order to shut down those investigations. George Kent tried to get those reopened. He was unsuccessful. So even in the Obama administration, there was an attempt to investigate quid pro quo holding up aid until those investigations were done. we got to take a break. We'll be back with more on the Unite IE Radio Show after this break. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want, or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, where we continue our coverage of the Shampeachment hearings this week, conducted by the Ku Klutz Klan, led by Adam Schiff. You want to get that pronunciation exactly right. Shifty Schiff, yeah. as, uh, as, as several people are saying. Um, we were just wrapping up with, I think, what I think is some really critical revelations that are coming out of this, because we finished up with the idea that there is a uh, that there was exactly a quid pro quo investigation under the Obama administration where aid was being sub was being conditioned on investigations and that aid Actually, the opposite. And the Obama administration, it was conditioned on no investigation. We, well, we, ultimately, they shut down the uh, the idea of doing investigations. Right. We have we have we have uh, Joe Biden on video bragging right about how, about how he got the investigation into Burisma that was paying his son eighty three thousand dollars a month shut down based on Biden's threat to cut off U.S. aid to Ukraine. Right. That was that that came later. What happened in 2014 was that George Kent, who testified on Wednesday, was attempting to get aid to be conditioned on investigations. And that got shut down even before. At any rate, continuing on with the 2000 uh, with the 2020 version of <laughs> of the Ukraine, uh, all of a sudden Ukraine is somehow instrumentally important in the United States's geopolitical foreign policy and national security. I'm not sure how, but uh, they are. It's absolutely vital that we defend that we protect the borders of Ukraine. 
and not ours. Right. That's point's been, and there is uh, there is uh, in a recent. Although you know we talk about the fact that all this is going on in Congress, but they're not taking care of the people's business. Part of the people's business is the budget, and in that budget there is money for other for three countries in the Middle East to secure their borders, uh, but. President Trump's request for money has been summarily shut down, uh, not to uh, not to be uh, revisited unless there's some other part of the budget that would allow him to incorporate that. But any rate, we digress. I think one of the money shots from the impeachment hearings was when Jim Jordan, who was a last minute ad by Devin Nunes, and I think a good one. Um, actually in, it kind of tied a bow around all of the, uh, all of the machinations of what unfolded during this, uh, four month period by summing it up this way. Just to recap, you had three meetings with president Zelensky, no linkage in those three meetings came up. Ambassador Zelensky didn't announce that he was going to do any investigation of the Bidens or Burismas before the aid was released. He didn't was do a tweet, didn't do anything president. on CNN, didn't do any of that. President Zelensky, excuse me. Um, and then what you have in front of you is an addendum that Mr. Sondland made to his testimony that we got a couple weeks ago. It says, Declaration of Ambassador Gordon Sondland. I, Gordon Sondland, do hereby swear and affirm as follows. I want you to look at point number two, bullet point number two, second sentence. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison that I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmack on September 1st, 2019, in connection with Vice President Pence's visit to Warsaw and a meeting with President Zelensky. Now, this is his clarification. Let me read it one more time. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison that I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmouk on September 1st, 2019, in connection with Vice President Pence's visit to Warsaw and a meeting with President Zelensky. We got six people having four conversations in one sentence, and you just told me this is where you got your clear understanding. Which, I, I mean, even though you had three opportunities with President Zelensky for him to tell you, you know what? We're going to do these investigations to get the aid. Didn't tell you three different times. Never makes an announcement. Never tweets about it. Never does a CNN interview. Ambassador, you weren't on the call, were you? The president, you didn't listen on President Trump's call and President Lindsey's call? I did not. You've never talked with Chief of Staff Mulvaney? I never did. You never met the president? That's correct. You had three meetings again with Zelensky and it didn't come up. And two of those they had never heard about as far as I know. And President there was Lins- no reason for and it. President Lindsey never made an announcement. This, this is what I can't believe. And you're their star witness. Bam. He just gutted the entire narrative of the Democrats with that one interaction. Right. And of course, how can there be a quid pro quo when the um, or, or you're trying to leverage the other side to do something if they don't know you're doing it? Right. He makes the point. Bill Taylor, who's the charge. Uh, what do they call it? The charge. Sh- the, the, the charge de what? Charge de fer. De fer. The charge de fer, which is basically the number two person, uh, you know, kind of in the State Department's interaction diplomacy with the Ukraine right behind the ambassador. The number two person, three meetings with the president, never even mentions the aid being held up, never even mentions it. And then we find out through Jim Jordan's sort of rendition of a prayer chain or Chinese telephone that his information came forthhand. And then he makes the point that he never spoke to he's never spoken to the president. Never. Number one. Number two, um, he's never spoken to the president's uh, chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney. And then several other things that he's never participated in, and yet somehow he's their star witness. You're right because this 
this is a public show trial. So this is real, impeachment is a political process, and you want to garner the support of the American people. You want some level of bipartisan because you, if, if it breaks down totally on partisan lines, it doesn't it doesn't move the ball anyway. And I think that's what happened. But you, you so you need to tell a compelling story, and this is the start of your trial. Yep, this is the start. Of your, so you want to. So these are the you would want to put. Some of your best, if your best, or at least close to your best witnesses on first to get people's, oh, there's something to this. Show trial. Interesting. Chris Matthews compared this in his analysis to the hearings for the OJ trial. I was just watching the uh, vote in the House Judiciary Committee in the summer of 1974, where you saw six or more Republicans vote for uh, for impeachment, for that first article of impeachment. It's much more tribal today. I mean, these hearings today are going to be much more like the OJ trial, the great trial at the end of the 20th century, where people took sides very quickly. It wasn't so much about the facts. It's about your perspective, your history as a human being in this country. To your point, a show trial. Yes. So, so given that's your purpose, you needed to come out of the come out of the starting blocks strong. With a, oh, there's something. So people are saying there's something to this. Yep. And if this if these are the best they've got, uh, it doesn't say much for the case. Now, begin as we talked about in the first half. I don't think this is this is really about impeachment. It's not about Ukraine. It's about smokescreen and cover and diversion for. To counter the upcoming IG report on FISA abuse and possible prosecutions of Obama deep state and to officials. the and to the extent that it's playing into the consciousness of the American people, it is a campaign strategy to keep you know, to keep damaging headlines to Donald Trump uh, front and center for the American people, which I think is going to animate their base. It's going to harden the, the base under Trump. I don't think anybody who is a Trump supporter is in any way moved to reconsider their support of Donald Trump based on these impeachment hearings. If anything, it's hardening his base. And if anything, the, the anecdotal stories I'm hearing around Southern California when people engage in conversations about the 2020 election, it's people, it's, it's, it's right-leaning Democrats and independents that are beginning to question really the entire strategy of the Democrats and saying, you know what? I think I'm going to vote for Donald Trump in the fall of 2020 because the Democrats are showing and we're going to talk about the direction the Democrats are going here with an election that happened in San Francisco of their district attorney uh, just a week ago, uh, something that everybody needs to be aware of. But the Democrats are going harder and harder to the left with everything. I mean, the talk now is socialism, right? I mean that's that's yeah. I mean, there's there there's, there is no policy that is less popular with the American people than what they've all their presidential candidates raised their hands for is that we're going to let every illegal every person that steps across the border gets to stay and they all get free health care. There is no there is no public policy less popular free college than that free health care right free everything and they're and they are all on board with that. Andrew Yang wants to give everybody a thousand bucks a month. I mean, it, it just never ends with what they want to give to, uh, you know, give away from the United States Treasury. I'm holding out for two thousand a month. Well, I would if I were you. Yeah. I think I think that's I think that's reasonable. All right, we have some really important uh, conversation to have about the individual that's been elected to the district attorney position in San Francisco. If you haven't already heard. 
strap in because if as bad as you think San Francisco can get, they just got a whole lot worse. We'll ta- we'll cover that after the break here on the United IE Radio Show. After this word from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. I got the this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the radio program for the most important position in politics, that of private citizen, encouraging our listeners to get more involved than they already are or find those that aren't, that feel like they do, what I call the low-hanging fruit out there, and get them involved, and get them to start listening to the United IE Radio Show. That's the most important task. It really is. You, you're our listeners. It, your your primary goal in life should be to enlarge our audience. Yes, we're inscripting you, conscripting you into that process. The Russians say it's not the votes that count; it's who counts the votes. And nowhere is that more clear than what unfolded up in San Francisco, uh, not just but a week ago. But before we get into that actual election, I think it's important to review a very important uh, strategy on the part of the left, part of someone by the name of George Soros. George Soros has found that there is a position that not many people are aware of how important it is because most of the people that run for a district attorney's job are individuals who are uh, come from the law enforcement community or they're pro-law enforcement. They're people who believe in the rule of law. They're people who believe in the prosecution of individuals uh, who they think break the law. And uh, that has been the way that district attorneys uh, positions in the past have run. Most Americans don't pay attention to that. George Soros, on the other hand, has figured out that this could be a critically important uh, position in order to implement the left strategy of restorative justice, social justice, and and uh, uh, criminal justice reform. And those have become buzzwords of the left as a critical pillar in their belief system is that individuals who break the law uh, aren't entirely responsible for their actions. They're not 100% responsible for having robbed a bank or committed a crime or sold drugs or any one of a myriad of, or, or committing fraud or any one of a myriad of different crimes. No, they don't bear sole responsibility because it's society. It's the community that bears part of the responsibility because these individuals are influenced by the community and by society, and therefore they are not 100% responsible, society bears part of the burden. 
We can't lock up society for having contributed to the criminality of criminals. So what do you do? Let the criminals out. That's right. Well, and, that, and, that's a, and that's a long liberal tradition, you know, way back to the 60s and 70s when they were sympathetic to the criminals and wanted to, and tried to find ways to get them back onto the street sooner. Then with rising crime rates, they were kind of politically forced to adopt a harder line on crime. And that's actually come back to bite some of the uh, Democrat presidential candidates in the you-know-what for their previous support for locking up criminals. And they're now having to try to apologize and, and uh, excuse that. And, of course, what happens is the, is, is the people that they supposedly are doing this for in the lower-income areas are the ones that are hurt most by crime. Yes. And therefore, and they come from these areas and and these areas that have the uh, the, these poverty that has this blight that has this, um, you know, this this gravity that people can't escape because racism is in is systemic in our culture. Therefore, uh, individuals who are part of minority groups aren't responsible for their crimes because of systemic racism and all, all kinds of things. There's all kinds of stuff that feeds into this theory. Right. So uh, it, it it is a area of focus where George Soros has been putting his money in. There are races around the country where individuals who were completely funded or, or strategically funded by George Soros have won. The DA in Pittsburgh, for an example. Uh, and Philadelphia and St. Louis and Philadelphia, Chicago. Philadelphia, I'm sorry. And uh, I, I, Austin, Texas, always one of the major cities in, in Texas and, and other places. And what they do is they just unilaterally change criminal law. We're not going to enforce this law and that law and that law and that law. Not repeal the laws, go to the legislature and say, let's change the law. It's called prosecutorial discretion. Right, but which is never, which is intended to apply to individual cases. Okay, based on this individual case, we're not going to bring charges. Rather than wholesale, we're just not going to enforce this particular law, these particular laws at all. That's not the DA's job. Right. That's the legislature's job. Now, this, this became to my attention when a audio clip of an individual shouting at an election party, F the POA. Police Officers Association. That individual was Supervisor Sandra Lee Fewer. She's a, a an elected part of the San Francisco uh, County. Uh, there were a lot of people, groundswell of support for this particular individual. And at the victory party, Sandra... Lee Fewer, a county supervisor, led the crowd in a chant of F the POA. So that got my attention. I'm like, why is she yelling about the POA? And what opened up from there was a rabbit hole of what just unfolded in San Francisco. And we should have been alerted when you, when you have people like, oh, I don't know, Bernie Sanders, Linda Sarsour and Sean King. Uh, you know, issuing victory uh, tweets that uh, particular individuals been elected. You know something's up. Well, what was up? Turns out the individual who was elected, that person's name is a far left individual. Uh, his name is Chisa or Chesa. I'm not exactly sure the right pronunciation. Bodin of San Francisco. That's his name. Bodine. I think it's Bodine. Oh, Bodine? Okay. I think it's Bodine. And that, that, that rings a faint bell with does me. Does it now? It does. Where does it ring a bell from? Well, his parents 
are two members of the terrorist Weather Underground who were involved in a uh, bank in a armored car robbery in 1981, in which two police officers and a private security guard were murdered. Mother is out of mother's out of prison. They now. both went to prison. They both went to prison. Mother's out of prison and is employed at Columbia University. Right out of prison. Right. right. And dad's his, still in prison, right? His, his father is his father is still in prison. So wait, Bodine was but a an infant when this happened. Yes. <clears throat> what do you do with an infant when both of the parents are hard left terrorists? You need to find a good home for them. They for were her. trying to. They, by the way, the reason they were doing that was they were trying to to uh, this particular armored truck. I believe it was it carried one point eight million. I mean, a lot of dough in this armored truck, and they needed that to fund their terror organization called the Weather Underground. So, who in the Weather Underground, when these two individuals are going to be locked up now, their trial, uh, they're sentenced. Who are two people with from the Weather Underground that would possibly be willing to take poor Chisa under their wing? This fourteen-month-old baby. Well, in this case, they were they were so fortunate to find a good and loving home with Bill Ayers and his partner Bernadine Dorn. Bill Ayers and Obama's Bernadine mentor. Dorn. We could go down a whole rabbit hole of who Bill Ayers and. <laughs> And Bernadine Dornar. Um, these are the individuals, of course, that started uh, the Students for Democratic Society and the Weather Underground, the SDS and the Weather Underground. They themselves were involved. Bill, Dor- Bill, uh, Bill Ayers is an unrepentant terrorist who is guilty of actually. Of, of bombings. And, and from what I read, but is basically the prosecutor botched, probably intentionally botched the case against him and, and he got off. Yep. So, so let's come back back to prosecutor Bodine now, and this, this is interesting because he was opposed by the city's liberal, very liberal establishment, but he still won anyway. So, of course, the, a, it was so, a squeak, a bit of a squeaker. It was. It, it, it was. So he's not going to prosecute public urination, probably public defecation as well. Solicitation in sex, so basically prostitution on the street, is now going to be legalized, effectively legalized in San Francisco. Uh, they're already the highest property crime city in the country, and then he's probably not going to prosecute those things as well. And just generally, uh, I see some of the other Soros DAs. There just, I just this past week there was on Tucker Carlson is that the Soros DA in Philadelphia refused. You had this guy who stabbed went out and stabbed somebody in the back, didn't know him, and is the social media post showed before that that the guy was I'm going to go out and cut somebody. And the DA refused to bring that that bring that evidence into the trial, and they and they started off with first degree murder, put it successfully down in lowering the charges to manslaughter, and ultimately that guy got off and is and is back out on the streets. So Bodine, just like Larry Krasner, who's the DA in Philadelphia that we're talking about, both of them are a part of this uh, mindset that they're going to de-incarcerate. Now, there's a term called incarcerate where you're essentially locking up people who are convicted in our criminal justice system. But Bodine ran on a platform called decarceration, which is the opposite of incarceration, which is essentially uh, both using prosecutorial discretion where they're not going to prosecute cases that are brought before them, 
number one. But number two, they're going to systematically take those individuals that have been locked up under laws they consider to be unjust and begin to move those people out of the, out of prison. But except for two groups, there's two groups that both these people and all these George Soros elected DAs are going to go after. ICE and police officers who are actually doing their jobs. Those he wants to pursue, he wants to prosecute, and he wants to imprison. So that's where you get back to this F the POA, the fact that the POA dumped, what, like three quarters of a million dollars into the campaign of the opposition for this guy because they knew what this guy was all about. He made no bones about it. Um, there's a great report. If you want to, we're about out of time here on the United IE Radio Show. But if you want to go to Legal Insurrection, they've got a great compilation of just who this individual is that was raised by Bill Ayers and, by the way, worked for Hugo Chavez. He was an interpreter for the Chavez administration. This is where this guy is. These are the, this is, these are the circles that the new district attorney for San Francisco runs around in. The uh, article was posted by, obviously, someone that doesn't want us to know their name, Fuzzy Slippers. Remember that one. Go to Legal Insurrection, an article by Fuzzy Slippers called San Francisco, the socialist son of imprisoned weather underground terrorists who was raised by Bill Ayers and worked for Hugo Chavez, is now the elected district attorney of San Francisco. I was going to call him. Mr. Slippers, but I don't want to assume his, his, assume his gender. Folks, this is why when you see this stuff unfold, it's so important that we get and people. But this whole philosophy, and I, I, I was just posting on, on um, Facebook, I shared a video. And what it, the video was, and this wasn't San Francisco, but it was showing these guys walking out of the store, uh, armloads of stuff. Right. Just walked right out of the store with absolute impunity. Because under our laws, they won't be prosecuted they, they, as long as you're stealing less than $950. And the store security, the store's afraid to have security guards but, stop them. But but if you eat a sandwich on the platform of the BART subway, you're going to get arrested because that, that they're story. cracking down on. There's a video out there of a guy getting arrested on the BART subway because what? He was eating on it. On the other hand, I also saw a, re- a video recently <laughs> uh, from BART. Some guy was, st- was squatting on the trash can taking a dump. That's as, okay. As, as the commuters are walking. That's yeah, people okay. People shooting up heroin. That's okay. It's all okay. But eating a sandwich? Don't eat a sandwich. Do not eat a sandwich. That's all the time we have left on the Unite IE Radio Show. Tune in every Saturday at 4 o'clock for more of the same stuff that California is producing and what you can do about it. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. 
So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California, DRE ID number 10126580. Arizona, MLO license number 092643. Branch, NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. The answer.